0: Hi, everyone. Abraham Almanza here, the host of the Wish House podcast. Friendly reminder to visit your Jersey Mike Subs, Hartsdale or Nanuet today on March 31st during their Day of Giving. Jersey Mike Subs will be donating 100% of sales to our chapter. You can order a sub via their mobile app for pickup or free delivery. You can't beat that. We also wanted to take a minute to thank all of our chapter supporters who are listening to the podcast. We hope they're providing some insight into the behind the scenes at our chapter during our 35 years of wishes. Our guest in this episode is Wish Mom, Shannon King. In 2019, we granted Shannon's son, Gavin, a wish to have an outdoor man cave. Shannon is a volunteer and a member of our board directors at Make-A-Wish Hudson Valley. Here is Shannon King. Shannon, welcome to the Wish House podcast. How are you?
1: I'm great. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Um, We're so happy to have you. And now, how are you holding up with everything in the pandemic? You know, we're still in the middle of it. We're almost at the year mark at this point. So how are you holding up?
1: You know what? We are very, very fortunate and uh, we're very aware of it. I mean, I started off with, I'm just so grateful we have a home and a backyard to be able to spread out and get fresh air in. And, um, you know, one of our greatest benefits, and we'll talk about it later is, uh, is uh, Gavin has an escape. One of our children at least has a definite escape from the rest of us in the house. Um, but overall we're, you know, we're hanging in, we're lonely and isolated. We miss our grandparents and our other family and stuff, but, um, we're doing as best as we can.
0: You know what I was thinking about it, you know, it's interesting that we're speaking today. I mean, today's date is you know, March 4th of 2021. Mm-hmm. And I believe the last time I saw you in person was almost around the same time last year because it was right before everything got shut down. We did a really cool news story with News 12 through uh, Judea Mary, who has a show called On a Positive Note, and she actually came to your house um, to interview you and Gavin and you know, all those that were involved in the, as vendors in creating Gavin's Wish. And what I find amazing is that so much has changed over the past year, but yet a lot of things also haven't really changed, which is our need to be around people and wanting to connect with people. That hasn't changed. It's just changing the way we've done it um, and the way we're doing it now. And, you know, talk talk a little bit about kind of what got you first connected to Make Wish, which, you know, is, you know, your son's wish. Uh, Gavin had an amazing outdoor man cave created for him. Um, but how was it, you know, during the diagnosis process, what was it that Gavin had that kind of eligible to receive a wish at our chapter and kind of that whole journey that got you to the point of being connected to Make-A-Wish. So how did that kind of start for you?
1: Sure. I mean, I'll start even by saying in general, even before my own son was sick, I always kind of thought Make-A-Wish was uh I was always attracted to the organization, I knew about them. um, And I just thought, wow, to make a child a hero for a day, is there anything better? Um, So I I was always aware of the organization. And you know, the funny story is, um, or ironic story really is about a six months to a year before Gavin was diagnosed, my husband and I've been talking about Make-A-Wish. And I said, you know, I really think that's the kind of organization I could volunteer for. And I signed up for one of your volunteer sessions. And of course it turned out, you know, you sign up kind of months in advance and I signed up for a June training session in the new year. I was starting the new year and I was gonna do this and it been on my mind. Um, And I signed up for a training session in June. Um, And lo and behold, you know, within a few weeks our world turned upside down. Um, So again, I was aware of Make-A-Wish and I kind of just thought it was like the perfect organization. And then of course our own personal life turned upside down when um Gavin's eye just kind of looked funny. And it, a lot of doctors kept saying, oh, it's a sty, it'll go away, but it wasn't going away. And it looked more like the eyelid was drooping, and we just were just not quite sure. Um, and fast forward that you know, if MRI and such later we found out that in fact it was a tumor, um, a rare cancer called rhabdomyosarcoma. And we were fortunate that we found it quickly and the surgeon was able to remove it. And then we still, progressed without removing his eye or anything, which is also a unique thing for, him, for that type of cancer, because usually it grows so fast that they can't um, do that. But they were able to remove most of the tumor without um, damage to his eye. Um, and then he p- proceeded with a very aggressive chemotherapy and radiation schedule. Um, and a follow up surgery and in a whirlwind <laughs> experience he today is 2 years cancer free
0: hey that's that's the best news that's what I was waiting for the mic drop moment where you say that gavin is doing well he's you know cancer free and i think a lot of our listeners that you know either have a child that is currently going through treatment that's what they're hoping for they get to that point where they can finally take a deep breath again you know they they can kind of go yes. back to some sense mm-hmm. of normalcy do you feel like you're hitting that that step right now where you're back into a groove of what your family was prior to diagnosis and kind of hitting like that normalcy again?
1: I would say the first thing I always want to tell people is it's the worst possible day in diagnosis that you can imagine, but you can do it. You can get through it. Science is there. Doctors are there. And it's not, that it's not hard or nothing, you know, you don't wish this on anybody. And yet, What I needed to know then and what I try to tell people as much as I can is it is possible to get to the day where you are cancer free and the science is that improved. And I'm my first message is to give people that hope to hang on to and say, keep going because you can get there. Um, And I would say, you know, again, we are it was three years ago at this time when we were just starting our cancer journey. And um, are we? Back to normal. <laughs> um, I would say, you know, you're changed forever. Your priorities change. My own personal, uh, how I spend my time, um, what I do in my career has changed. Um, but our family is as good as it ever has been. Um, we are close. And then, of course, the pandemic it changes everything again. I mean, we, but if that, anything else, cancer taught us we can do hard things. And that is our mantra. And we just remember, yeah, this is hard. But, you know, we already have sanitizer on the wall when you walk in the house because we did that with cancer and we wore masks already before they were cool. Um, So, you know, as my sister in law beautifully said to me at one point, was, well, you guys as a family really know how to be together. So you're going to be okay in this pandemic time. And I just thought that was a really nice compliment. For all of us because the truth is we had really been through some really hard things where we really did cocoon and i feel like we're cocooning again in a different way um but uh uh, normal is a very strange term but we're 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 thriving certainly
2: well thriving is great and and i'm just happy to hear that gavin is doing so well you know so you know after his wish i mean that's great news and and speaking of gavin and his wish you know so you know, for our listeners, just to kind of walk you through a little bit of the wish process. So, when a child is first referred to our chapter, um, we then assign a wish team, a, a pair of volunteers that go and visit the child, typically in their home. Now, during this pandemic for the past year, we've been having virtual visits that have been taking place um, via FaceTime or WhatsApp or whatever or Zoom. Um, and what ends up happening is they're able to connect with the child that way through video, in um, trying to figure out what is their wish. And when Gavin had that experience of, of having wish grinders, you know, meet with him and, and try to figure out what his wish is, his wish kind of changed a little bit, you know, a few times. It was, in a sense, what we're the, the terminology we're using nowadays is called reimagining wishes because for the past year, we no longer are able to travel to send kids away, domestic or international travel related wishes or have large group gatherings because of this pandemic that we're currently living through. Um. So we've had kids kind of reimagine their wishes into something that we can grant for them now that will bring them a lot of joy during this time. Um, so we've had a lot of uptick in gaming computers and, you know, backyard structures and a whole bunch of really fun stuff. Shopping sprees, online shopping sprees that kids have been able to go and get a bunch of their things that they've been wanting. Um, so it's been something that's helped them now during this time where they are kind of shut in. You are unable to connect with their friends you know, as they normally would outside of this pandemic. So for Gavin, his wish kind of was reimagined a few times in the process and share with our listeners a little bit of where he was in the beginning of the wish process of figuring out what his wish was and then what eventually it became, which personally, I think his wish was really, really cool. I'm very jealous that I didn't choose that as a wish because it is something I would have loved to have been able to go and visit my parents' house and go and hang out in a really cool man cave. So share with our listeners a little bit about Gavin's <laughs>
1: <laughs> Me too. Um, well, when uh, I think the most shocking thing when it all starts is at some point my doctor said, you know, well, Gavin, you'll have to think about your wish. And it was a very clear moment for my husband and I where we were like, one is, whoa, do we we don't qualify for a wish? We're not that sick. Um, but you know, the doctor's like, hmm yeah, you qualify for a wish, first of all. Um but what i thought was more ingenious and i did recognize was the doctor is telling this to gavin on week 1 of chemotherapy after we've already had a rough few weeks of surgery and whatever he's using this as a strategy of hope he's giving this kid something to hold on to and look forward to in his worst darkest most scared moment and that was not lost on me as a parent i was like oh that's what he's giving him. And I will tell you that you then go into the, a different ward and you get hooked up and it's all scary. And there's doctors and nurses running in and out and they're hooking you up. And, um, and the little TV is on in his, you know, station and the Disney channel is on. And I will tell you, I mean, there's commercials they happened to be running, of course, commercials for the Disney cruise line and the private island. And you could swim and dance with Goofy, who was his favorite character. And he was like, it didn't take him, um, you know, a few hours. And he's looked at the TV and he said that I want that mom. I want to get out of here and I want to go there and I want to swim and dance with Goofy. I want to go into That's my wish. <laughs> and he stuck with that wish for a while. Um, and when we first. But as we got closer to finally meeting with the team and really getting into discussing what the options were, his little brain, you could see was changing. And he came up with, yeah, I mean, that would be great. I want to go there. Yeah. I'd also like, you know, I like Harry Potter. I like to do that. You know, mom, I have a one, one issue though, you know, like, and I was like, well, that's you only travel for a few days or a week you know, I kind of think I want something that I could do, have and use every day. Wouldn't that be cool? You know, forever. And when you're a nine-year-old child, I mean, forever is forever. I mean, just a year is forever. Um, But he really had that vision and he turned it around. Cause of course, I mean, as a parent too, I'm like, let's go to Australia. And he's like, yeah, I don't care. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, it's not my wish, unfortunately. But, um, but he was very clear about you know, travel is awesome, but it's only a limited period of time. Mom, I want something I can use every day. I want something, a tree house or a man cave or a place that I can go. My, that's all mine. And I have to say it, it, was, the, it was very insightful for a nine, 10-year-old boy to be able to come up with because it has, uh, you know, these years later, I can tell you the impact is is quite substantial.
2: You know, I got to say, you know, that's one of the things that always impresses me about wish kids um, during their, like you said, their darkest moments, they, you know, have no control of anything going on around them. They don't have control of the treatment process. They don't have control of, right. you know, they don't have a say. They're just, you. everyone's just trying to save their life in, the, in that moment with whatever they can do to save them. And for a kid to then be given the opportunity to choose something. On their own, without any necessarily any input from anyone—parents, siblings, extended family members—they can choose something completely on their own. They're able to regain their power in a sense. They're able to regain control of a situation that is kind of out of their hands. And so, giving them the opportunity to have a wish really gives them that. Gives it that. Gives them that. And I think that's something so impressive. Every time I see this, like little five-year-old that has. An idea in their head, and they are able to make it happen, and everyone just got to follow along. And I think that's one of the coolest things about wishes is that kids control the narrative in a sense. You know, they're the ones saying, dictating, "This is what I want to do, and this is how I'm going to have it." And everyone is like, "Okay, we'll make it work." And I think that's one of the, the one of the best things about our mission as an organization is that we're able to give kids that sense of control um, during a time that they don't really have. Did you find that that was something that? happened a lot with Gavin during his time. Oh
1: my gosh. Gavin is a very uh, determined, (laughs) stubborn um, child. And I think, especially at that age, he, and and it continues his, he is a very, very um, competitive, obstinate, independent spirit. And to this day, He is very clear that that clubhouse is his and no one goes in without his permission. And sometimes it creates a sibling thing, but he was very clear with me even during the wish process. And, and he said, mom, are you going to make me share this because it's mine? You know, he has two siblings, an older and a younger, and he's like, it's mine And I don't want to me. I don't want you to make me share it. And I think it goes right back to your point about power and control. And it it, it's terrifying as a parent. I can't imagine how scary it is as a nine or 10 year old child. And the whole world is moving around them and they're panicked. And the kid has no say. It's like, get up at 5am. We're driving to the doctor. You've got surgery. You've got to do this. You've got to take this medicine. Now you have to go, you know, and we we drove we were at three or four different institutions we drove miles around the tri-state area to go to all different places he didn't get a say about all that um this was his thing and i would say to this day it, that that sense of ownership is so critical to him it really is
2: that's amazing and you know walk us through a little bit about once he finally identified I would like to have a clubhouse slash man cave, you know, um, how did that process go for you guys as a family, you know, from concept to then seeing it finally there in your backyard? How was that?
1: Oh my gosh. Well, um, the first time the team, the Make-A-Wish volunteer team came to our home, um, Gavin was still sick. He was in treatment. He was sick. He was on the couch and he was honestly a little overwhelmed by it. And I think he was like, wait, anything like this is, this is beyond like, I have an idea. And then I think it almost overwhelmed him a little, he needed to really sit and process. And then we waited. So we waited a few weeks, and we like kind of let him think and think it over. He was excited, but overwhelmed. And I think it really was he didn't feel well. And so we waited a few weeks, we let him sit and think about it. And then we went to the wish house instead. Um, And we took his siblings with us. And they got to sit and say, okay, so this is what a clubhouse could look like. Why don't you tell us the types of things that you like? And so then Gavin's like extremely creative, imaginative self came to life. And he was like, wait, I get to pick the color of the walls. And I get to tell you that I want like a football, like, and they encouraged him to make a Pinterest board. And so we did, we'd go through the internet and he'd pick, I like, you know, a baseball bat thing on the wall. And I want like a, Of football field rug and like, look at all these things that I love. Um, and that part, he, it really triggered his creativity and imagination. And then he was like, oh, we, I really am in control. It's not more people just coming to me and telling me things. He understood what his part was in it. And that to your point, they were going to listen to him. They weren't going to tell him. And I think it unlocked him in a way that he was like, whoa. And, you know, he is as much as, you know, siblings fight. He's very close with his siblings. And he, I think he wanted his big brother's like input to say, wow, this is cool. Um, and so he did he, and he picked then, and then the process goes on further and then you got to pick the outside of the walls and what color. And, um, one day about a month out, I guess we got a package in the mail totally unexpectedly. And it was like a welcome map that would ultimately go into the clubhouse. And, Like, he was like, oh my God, it's really happening. It's really happening, mom. And I was like, I think it's really happening, honey. (laughs) Um, To the day they started coming to build, um, we'll probably still go back to one of our favorite days as a family. Um, it It was just starting, you know, the spring was starting to come. So they decided to start, you know, now's the time they could build. And we didn't really know how long they'd be here and, you know, how much they would do in a day. Those guys worked so hard. I think they expected to be here two hours. They were here four or five hours. Uh, we, Gavin was so excited. He came home from school and they were here and they were building. And he's like climbs on the little jungle gym that was near where they were going to put it. And he got to like talk to them as they built it. And they were deciding things about where the climbing wall pieces would go. And they asked him what he wanted. And he loved it again he was in control and again it was this kind of the weather was a little bit warmer we all were outside we put music on we started dancing around like it was just a great family memory of oh this is the hope and the love and we're okay and this is really fun and magical and we did we danced outside randomly as a family and i'm gonna cry sorry um (laughs) no
2: no you know it's it's a part. I, I think what we're trying to sh- share with these podcast episodes is the power of a wish and how it, it can really give a lot of strength to a family after they've gone through so much. You know, you're kind of in that PTSD period of time, you know, soon yes. after everything. And when you finally have an opportunity to kind of just either breathe again or have a moment where you feel like you ju- you guys are just kind of back together again, you know, because you are kind of split all over the place, you know, sometimes with one parent's in the hospital while the other one's taking care of the other kids, you know, with their day-to-day needs, with school and homework and all the other stuff, you know, it's tough, you know, that is really tough to kind of go through all of that for months and months at a time. And in some cases, for some families, for years, they're going through it. And, mm-hmm. you know, having that wish at the end of, the, you know, at the end of the tunnel, that light at the end, where it says, hey, things are going to get better, you know, things, we are on track to kind of be in a better place uh, again. And, and I think that's that's what these episodes are all about. It's just shedding light on these stories because that's what a family needs to hear right now, that when they are in literally in the midst of their darkest time, they need to hear that some other family went through it and they're now kind of on the other side. So thank you so much for sharing that, opening your heart and, your, um, and sharing that because everyone needs to hear that, um, that, there is, that families are, that wishes do bring families together and everyone takes part in it, even though the wish child is the one that chooses it. He chose the colors. He chose the decor. He chose everything in that clubhouse. But everyone took part in it. I mean, I, what I what kind of touched me the most about your story also was how, you know, receiving that welcome mat, you know, is kind of what kickstarted that whole idea of making it real. You know, those are we do that on purpose. You know, we want kids to have something to look forward to and having wish teams kind of give little you know, enhancements throughout the wish and kind of building up to the point of when it actually all comes together, that's what it's all about. That's what Make Wish, it, you know, really puts their stamp on, you know, experiences with is that type of uh, lead up to the actual wish. Uh, so thank you again for sharing all of that. And um, One of the stories that I, I'm hoping you can share is, you know, the experience of, you know, one time about napping, because I know you've shared that before where Gavin never used to nap. And, um, and, and how you, one day you try to look for him and you (laughs) couldn't find him in the house and you're like, where is he? You know, I would love for you to share that story with our listeners because, you know, that's just one of those things that really shows the impact of what this wish meant for Gavin.
1: Absolutely. So, um, like I said, Gavin was nine when he was diagnosed and 10 by the time it was, uh, while we were through treatment and stuff. So, um, and to the, I mean, he's. And as I described before, he's a very strong willed child and he doesn't like to ask for help and what have you. So regardless of treatment and what was going on and all the drugs they put in his body or a surgery or whatever, if any, he would, he refused. I've never known anyone in my whole life who's gone through cancer treatment and chemotherapy and radiation who wasn't, who didn't have to take a nap, who didn't have to sleep to recover from the exhaustive fatigue that sets in. I have never seen anyone who didn't sleep. And when I tell you, my son refused to take a nap the entire time. He was like, I'm fine. I'm not tired. Not tired. I'm fine. I got this. He would lay on the couch and watch TV or movies or whatever to recover, but he never, never would take a nap. And it was shot. I mean, we couldn't understand. He would sleep at night and he would, you know, go in and, and he would really sleep, but he refused to sleep during the day. And I was like, all right, you're crazy. Like your body needs this, but uh, you know, I'll nap, but he refused to do it. And so we just kind of left. It was like, you can control this. Great. Okay. Um, so fast forward and now the clubhouse is existing and, you know, we were only probably have it a few weeks and it's a random Sunday afternoon and my husband and I are doing something in the house and I, you know, we always kind of like, where's everybody, what's, you know, this one's over here, this one's over there. And I said, you know, I haven't seen Gavin in a while. Have you? And he's like, no, I haven't. And I was like, I I wonder, I said, you know, at one point he was going to go down to the clubhouse, but I don't know if he ever came back. And he's like, yeah, I'll go check on him. And so my husband went down. And not only was Gavin in the clubhouse, he was up in the loft in the private area with like some pillows and blankets. And he was sleeping. And for us, it was just this moment of, oh, my gosh, he just needed his own place with nobody watching and looking for him to finally release and let go and just really relax. So yeah, it was a really good, and I was like, we both were like, I think he picked the right wish for him. He needed a private place for himself and he still does. um, And he still does. It's been the perfect wish for him.
2: Yeah. And he has, if I remember correctly, does he have like a small desk in there? I mean, he spends a lot of time in there, right? He does his, homework there I think yeah. yes so
1: our pandemic life uh we are 100% virtual obviously Gavin has pre-existing condition and we are very careful uh he does not go to school he does 100% remote and uh, that his siblings do too but you know his brother has to use the bedroom his sister uses an area off the kitchen and Gavin gets his breakfast and breaks his bag and walks down to the clubhouse every day um he's like bye I'm going to school um he goes down to the clubhouse every single day. It's where he goes to school now. Um, he does have a desk in there and we ran some power down from the garage so he can plug his laptop in and he's got a little heater and a little light. What else do you need?
2: Wow. <laughs> Talk about quarantine life right there, right?
1: Yeah. And it is his place where if he needs to get away from everybody or he just like needs some quiet time, um, that is his resetting like his strategy is he needs alone time. Sometimes he needs just to do what he wants to do. He's got some wrestling action figures that he still loves and uses. It's it's clearly a meditative type of process for him. And we say, okay, that you go take your time. You need to reset. You need to rebuild your inner self. You go, you have your space and he does.
2: And he loves it. Amazing. I love hearing that. I mean, the fact that this wish is giving after, you know, a couple of years now that you've had this this wish, it just continues to evolve with him based on where he is in his life. And I think that's fantastic. All right. So Shannon, that was amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. You know, I'm curious because I know this was a big part of the uh, both the reveal of Gavin's wish, but also your 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 family's connection to West Point uh, Military Academy, but more specifically the Black Knights football team. So share a little bit about that connection and kind of how that all, uh, fit with Gavin's experience.
1: Sure. Um, well, again, uh, very much like the Make-A-Wish organization, there's another organization that, uh, works with critically ill children and pairing them with college teams. It's called, they're called Team Impact and they, their entire mission is that no kid should feel alone. And that when you're on a team, the team helps you go, keep going, and you keep the team, you know, motivated on the right things and values. Um, and through that relationship, they uh, helped facilitate Gavin to be adopted by the West Point Army football team. So he was adopted by the team for two years, and what that meant is he, you know, got a jersey and a locker, and he went to uh, practice, and he had dinner with the team and the guys, and what have you. We built. Um, a really strong foundation, especially, particularly with some of the guys, the coaches and what have you. Um, and again, you forget that these guys are just college kids too. I mean, they're a whole other level of college kid, um, but they're young. And so at some point we realized, gosh, they're doing so much for them. Do you think we're allowed to, I mean, I know they're, they don't have a lot of rules about leaving base, but do you think they could, come to our house. And so sure enough, some of them could get off. And so we had them for dinner a few times and we did some activities, but um, the very first thing we had to do was to show the guys the clubhouse. And I don't, it goes without saying probably because West Point has become such an integral part of our lives. The clubhouse took on not just football and baseball, but West Point. Um, and the Black Knights and we've got flags and welcome mats and, you know, sign posters of the team and stuff all over um, the clubhouse. And so he was showing the guys the clubhouse, which um, was hilarious. Cause again, to your point, they're huge and they're coming into to like the shed and they all fit in there somehow and they're sitting on the floor. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Seeing the guys in here is amazing. But one of them comes out and with the best quote ever. And he's like, well, if that's not the coolest thing a ten-year-old kid can have, I'm just not sure what is. And uh, <laughs> but to this day, Gavin is like, I impressed the West Point football team, and I was like, yes, you did.
2: That is, <laughs> and so-
1: all the West Point football guys would also like their own clubhouse.
2: <laughs> and you, yo, and, and and that reminds me because you know, shout out to West Point Military Academy because of our 20-plus year relationship partnership with them. Um, you know, they again for our listeners who who aren't aware, you know, we have this amazing uh, partnership and program where we have kids um, back pre-pandemic where we had kids go to, you know, Mikey Stadium and they would be there and they would serve as honorary team captains for the football team. Which Gavin had that experience as well, if I remember correctly, right? He was
1: a he was a captain in the pandemic year. So he was a virtual captain. But when we were there, because of our relationship already, um, we always saw the Minkowish team and the kid go out on the field to flip the coin and we were like, yeah. always kind of bonding with the family. It's just a, a silent nod to I see you, and I see what you've been through. And but this is a great day.
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, they have a great time. I mean, they're not only have you know seats for them that are ready but they get to the kid gets to be on the 50 yard line gets to be there with the refs he then go uh, he or she then goes to the um, uh, right at the 50yard line they get to meet all the team captains they flip a coin commemorative coin really have an awesome awesome experience and we have some future episodes that'll be released where we talk with other uh, past uh, honorary captains as well um, so you know it's interesting because you say you know he was a virtual uh, captain but that is credit to west point military academy and the football program because even though the pandemic wouldn't allow for in-person uh team captains this past year what we do have at least was the they you know really amazingly said hey let's have them virtual you know let's have them create a really cool video which you know in the show notes we'll be sure to um you know include a link to your video the video that gavin did for the honorary team captain um just so that they can kind of see what that is and and what they were able to do for the virtual and it's great because that pumps up the team you know the the only ones in the in the stadium at these times are the cadets themselves so being able to see them on the jumbotron and have a kid there to kind of pump them up get them ready for the game you talk about home field advantage right there like that's that's what it's all about so shout out to them and be sure to check out the show notes for that video as well um, which kind I of definitely
1: it, a shout out to them? They sent me some of the coaches who were there watching, or the coaches, you know, wives and families who were were the only ones allowed to kind of be there. But they sent me a video of the Jumbotron, and they were like, "He's here! He's here at the game with us today!" <laughs> I'm like, "Oh, so fun!"
2: That is so cool. And uh, and and with that said, you know, kind of shifting gears a little bit, you know, in your role, your relationship with Make Wish and how that's evolved as well, because. You know, I began first as a wish mom, you know, you kind of saw through this whole experience that we just went through with Gavin's wish, you know, and then you mentioned it earlier, you know, you wanted to become a volunteer, you kind of set it up for June and then things happen, you know, life happens and it happens all the time, but, you know, share with our listeners what your role is with make wish now and kind of what got you there. Um, and kind of what, what are some of the takeaways that you've gotten so far from that experience?
1: Yeah. Um, well, it goes without saying that after you go through an inc- a life threatening situation such as this to your to the existence of your family, um, and you come out okay, um, your first reaction is, "Oh my! I'm just overwhelmed with gratitude." I was overwhelmed with the community of support, our friends, our family, how they just would bring right. Exactly the right thing that you needed at the exactly the right moment, and I was overwhelmed with how on earth can I pay this forward? Um, And and like I said, I've always been a fan of the Make a Wish organization, and so I kind of just kept pushing and talking and putting it out there. And I was like, I want to be on the board. Like I I need to figure out how do I do. I don't know how to do that, but I'm gonna figure it out. and I did. And you know, and Tom is amazing. And he really was like, "Are you sure it's soon? Like, are you sure this is the right thing for you?" And he he was so like, "I love it." And he was such a coach and mentor, if you will, if like, is this the right time? Like I want you to think about it. This is what we I want you to come, but i want also want you to really think about the right time. And I really appreciated that really thoughtful process about it. Um, and so it, you know, it, it does take time too, but I, every time I go to a meeting or participate in some way or talk to someone about it, I, even my husband's like, he's like, you just light up. It's just so what you're should be doing and doing more of. And, um, it, I I love it.
2: That's great. And, and for our listeners, um, just as a reminder, you know, we have, of our entire board directors which shannon is a part of you know they're all volunteers they're all volunteering their time to help spearhead and help guide our chapter um, in throughout all the stuff that we're going through not just you know, pre-pandemic post-pandemic there's been so many things that we've had to deal with 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 things um and they're there to help us and support us and in, in our efforts to grant these life-changing wishes for our kids so special thanks to, to shannon to you and to you know all of our board directors who Donate so much of their time to to, to our chapter, you know, we and, and all of those that have come before you guys as well, because they are part of the fabric of our of our foundation of our specifically our chapter, and as part of our history and as this podcast, which is a celebration of our 35 years of wishes, we wouldn't be here without the support of our board. Um, so special thanks to all of our board members, past and current, uh, for their for their encouragement um, and for every for our, their support. So. Um, so yeah, so that's what you're doing as a board director, but within that, you know, a lot of times board and and many other volunteers, they take it upon themselves to also host their own fundraisers, right? So you had a really cool fundraiser that you did this past holiday season, which I would love for you to share a little bit about because, you know, that's part of our community outreach, you know, coordinator's role and Claire Chirac, you know, one of the things she does is she connects with community members, um, that are looking to organize their own events. And uh, so, you know, one of the fun things about that, is that um, you know is that they're able to do so, so much and be creative in with things that sometimes internally in our internal events, we're not really um, able to do. So these external events really help liven up our program, our fundraising program. So all that said, tell us about your amazing holiday fundraiser that you did and, and kind of share with that with our listeners about that, because I think it's a, such a cool idea.
1: Sure. So uh, there's two fundamental things, I think, of why, uh, of what I think, you know, Make-A-Wish is and stands for. And one is, you know, it, it should, it is, it is at the end of the day for children. And And so a lot of the time I think about it, even as I just started, was how do I get more kids and families involved? Because if you tell another family what you're going through, There's not a family who doesn't want to help in some small way or teach a child how to help another child. Um, So I've always feel very passionate about how do you get more families involved and more children to learn how to help other children. Um, And the second thing is obviously make a wish, like I said, right from the very first day my doctor introduced the concept was, oh, this is our strategy. Hope is the strategy. And we are going to create big wins and little wins along the way in order to get through this. Um, and make a wish is about hope. It's about the future and in a time in the pandemic. So then came forward, you know, I was like, how can I help more? Because this is really hard. You can't do traditional fundraisers. I can't get gathered to people. I, you know, I, we had a concept for like family days at like, um, you know, a family entertainment type place. And they were going to portion the proceeds. It'd be super fun. we get kids involved. And we highlight some of our local wish kids, Well, you can't do that now. So we went through a lot of different iterations and I said, you know, at the end of the day, like, um, everyone's going through this hard time and like just Christmas (laughs) to quote, you know, buddy, the elf, you know, the best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. And my girlfriend and I had did this, um, after Gavin had been sick, we went to a couple of our friends' houses and we just caroled because we were like, why don't people carol anymore? This is fun. Um, And it turned out that was our way in the beginning of just giving back to our friends who had given so much for us. But this year I said, well, how can we maybe turn this into a fundraiser? Like, I don't want to just do it for our friends. So I actually got bigger crew of friends to help to be the singer. So we all volunteered our time. Um, And basically what we said was, donate any amount to support our sick kids in this chapter and we'll come sing for you. And people loved it. I mean, what I thought was the most amazing is so we went, and we all put our jingle gear on and our masks and we stayed outside and we had ribbons that kept us six feet apart and we had our song sheets. Um, and we had just Christmas flair, whatever, you know, Santa hats and a lot of let up nexuses and stuff like that. Um, it was fun it was joyful, it was safe. Um, and it may have ev- everybody's reaction was it just made me feel a little lighter. And it wasn't just the people we sang for, it was us who were singing too, we were so like, we were laughing again, and it felt normal. And so it turned out to be something that every single person benefited from whether you like, made a donation and said, would you go sing for my neighbor? Or a mom said, Oh God, and my kids just need something fun and we can't do our normal Christmas stuff. Could you come? And her kids are so happy. And she turned it into like, a, I'm going to be hot chocolate for the kids and we're going to like make a thing of it. Um, it, everyone turned it into their own thing, but nobody who experienced it didn't feel some level of joy. And I was like, well, that's the whole mission. Right. And so it just felt it, it felt right. And it was a way to get a community involved, maybe for the first time with Make-A-Wish, people who didn't know me, they donated any amount, small or large. And, you know, it totally ranged. It wasn't about that. It was about I want you to know what Make-A-Wish does and what we stand for. And at the end of the day, I think the caroling really represented that. Um so I, I, was, I was proud of it, of how many people did it who didn't know me or know my story. They just were like, oh, this is a good thing to do. um So, I, you know, it was really fun. And we have big plans for next year.
2: Oh, can't wait. Can't wait to hear all about those big plans. I mean, one of the cool things about that is, you know, I recall when one of your one of the times you guys were, were caroling, um, I recall hearing getting tagged on social media by someone that didn't even. Participate wasn't even part of it. They were tagging us, sharing videos, saying, "Hey, look, my neighbor has carolers at their house," and it was like the most random thing. And I was just like, "What's happening here? Like, this is really, really cool." So, you know, that's a that that's a testament to our online donation um, opportunities, where you know we can organize an online event through our Wish Your Way uh, website. So, I'll be sure to link that in the show notes for those in the community that are interested in hosting a fundraiser like this. I mean, you can really tailor it to, to whatever your mind comes up with. You know, We'll make sure that it's all branded correctly and that it's all fitting the way it needs to be fit. And if you need flyers, we can help support you with the design of that as well um, to kind of spread the word both you know, on email or if you want to you know, kind of those brick and mortar store kind of places where you can have uh, a flyer up and stuff like that. So we'll support you as much as possible to ensure your event is a successful event. So please make sure to check out the show notes for that information as well. And and one thing, well, another fundraiser I do want to mention, because it is coming up again for round two, is our Stars at Home fundraiser, which is our uh, online talent show. So that is coming back again. So breaking news. If you are listening to this podcast and don't know what the Stars at Home uh, fundraiser is, please make sure to check out the show notes because I'll send, I'll link up a video recap of the, of last year's winners. Uh, but your sons, Gavin and his yes. older brother, they submitted a video for our Stars at Home. Um, so share a little bit about that. What video did they submit? And, and we'll link it in the show notes as well so that those listening can check it out.
1: Well, they were really torn on like, how, to, how we want to support, but we have no talent, mom. We have no talent. <laughs> and so the long and short of it is we had just um, arrived up at the lake and they were not just water skiing, but they were kneeboarding and trying all the different water sports. And so they were like, and they were doing tricks suddenly, and I was on the boat, and I was like, You guys could do this. And they said, What? You're going to just let us like knee board and stuff. And like, that's a talent. And I was like, Well, yeah, if you sync it up and you do it together, like, I'll be fun. And I said, We're stuck and we're stuck happen that you don't win the talent show. Like, it's fine. <laughs> and um, it just let them be them, which I thought was great. That it didn't make them like sing and dance or they didn't like, they weren't going to do that. I was, was trying to get Gavin to maybe do some magic because he's got some magic tricks, oh. but, um, but they loved it and it was fun and it was different and, you know, and it made them work together for a few hours on that routine. So <laughs> Yeah. And
2: it does such a cool, well choreographed routine. I mean, again, for those that are listening in, this was a, you know, they were on it. They were, I guess on water skis. Uh, there was a boat pulling them, right? And they did this really New cool sync. Yes, boards. and they were did this really cool synchronized, um, uh, I guess, routine. And at the end, I remember they jumped off, like you know, they let go of the rope or whatever <laughs> was pulling, and it was like the coolest, coolest thing. And um, again, please check out the show notes to the for the link to that video because it's really, really awesome. And and again, we are gonna have our stars at home a virtual talent show back this summer once again um we're gonna see if we could change up some things to kind of make it a little bit more fun for the second time around so you know maybe the magic trick will fit for this particular maybe. Uh, never know Gotta
1: get them working again
2: yeah so please for those that are listening please be sure to check out our website at hudson.wish.org and once we have all the details up for stars at home you'll be able to check it out there and and be able to sign up and learn how about how, how to get involved and also check out our social media channels at make wish hb and you can find more information about our stars at home and how to get uh, involved with that. So that's going to be really, really cool. So, Shannon, thank you so much for sharing about Gavin's wish and and how you're involved and how, you know, together you guys have have really been touched by the power of a wish. You know, the next segment of our podcast is called the shooting star segment. So it's a series of questions where you say the first thing that comes to mind. So we've talked about a bunch of stuff. So but what would you say is your favorite Make-A-Wish Hudson Valley member?
1: I mean, again, selfishly, it's Gavin's face when he got to walk into the house for the first time. It was his birthday, the day of his wish reveal. And it was, it was a powerful moment. Wow. Yeah. Loved it. I can't shake that one. Probably always be my favorite.
2: These are wishes we're able to grant right now. You know, so for those that are listening that are maybe in the midst of of determining their wish, you know, you can reimagine your wish from something that we're unable to grant right now like travel like both domestic and international or large gatherings but you can still have a really cool wish and then you can have it right now so don't wait don't that's right you, know, you can have hope today you know all you need to do is let your wish granters know hey this is what i want i have reimagined it this is how i think it would work well please reach out to your wish granting team and let them know that what your new idea is because they can't wait to hear from you and help grant your wish as soon as possible so Uh, my next question for you shannon is you know obviously again bias your son's wish is top number one but of the time that you've been with make wish both as a supporter and um and also as a board director is there another wish that you've seen or you've heard that was granted that you were like wow that was such a cool or very special wish
1: yes um there was a child who because of their illness, um, it benefited from swimming. And the wish was about a small pool that he would be able to utilize um, as part of his therapy and his treatment. And you know, the family couldn't do it without the wish. And to see that child's face um, on the day that that was granted was pretty powerful
2: yeah and that's another one also above ground pools we're able to do that now i mean it's obviously it's a seasonal thing but those are wishes yeah. that we have granted um during this pandemic and we'll continue to grant wishes similar to that so right. really really cool so something to think about for those that are listening also Absolutely. another idea without suggesting wishes of course um <laughs> so next question for you shannon uh, what advice would you give to someone in the community who is interested in getting involved with our local Make a wish. That's value Chapter. What would you tell them to encourage them to choose us?
1: I mean, first of all, do it. And how could you deny a child? Um, you know, in the world where so many things are complicated or have a clear side or become too polarized, we're talking about children and giving them hope. And I'm like, I can't really think of anything that that's better.
2: Yeah. And I have to say, you know, our 2021 theme for the for everything that we're doing, both with internal fundraisers as well as a lot of the collateral pieces that we'll be doing moving forward with our newsletter and just a bunch of other things that we have planned for the chapter. You know, one the the our tagline is don't wait for hope. Create it. And the community has the opportunity to create hope today by hosting those types of fundraisers for us that they can do online, share it with friends and family, coworkers, and get the entire community involved. You know, if you know of a child that may be eligible to receive a wish, help create that hope in that family and for that child by referring them to us. You know, it's a very simple few clicks. You go online and you can get all that information um, submitted and, and see if that child is eligible to receive a wish. So you don't need to sit back and wait for that hope or wait to hear that story on TV or see it through social media you can create it today and this is a great way for them to do it and i think that's what um you know the essence of what you're saying you know, is creating absolutely
1: it is it, i couldn't say it any better than just that it's whether you're the parent and your child is sick and you're terrified right now give your whole family something to look forward to this week You have short term and long term. The only way to get through it is to create your own little milestones and make a wish is the penultimate, you know, cherry on top. But your strategy to get through this is to do a little bit of that every day. Even if it's just, you know, even in the pandemic, I find myself doing the same thing. You know, people are really down. Are my family. I was like, oh, it's winter. What are we going to do? It's like, you know what? Let's have a Marvel movie marathon. And every single night, we're going to know what to look forward to. And those little things really make matter. It is about creating hope, little and big. And the power is in you and all of us to do it.
2: That's fantastic. And, you know, one of the other questions I have for you, Shannon, is if you could have a wish, what would it be? And I'll give you a few seconds because I want to remind our listeners that we have five formal wish categories, which are to go, to meet, to have, to be, and to give. So obviously to go is one of those wishes that we're not able to grant right now for obvious reasons, but a lot of these other wishes, you know, we are able to grant the categories. So out of all those formal wish categories, what would you hope to uh, have one day maybe?
1: Honestly, more than ever, probably because of pandemic life, but I want my own shed. I want a she shed. Right. I want my own place that I can craft or do my work or have my Peloton bike. If I could, I want I want a Peloton bike too. Oh, there but you go. In, uh, can I have that inside my she shed?
0: <laughs> you know no, what? But, it, it, um, it may count as a double wish,
2: but you know what? It's something that I'm sure there's another partner, charitable partner that can maybe provide that Peloton for you is that, it
1: right it, it's that, that kind of idea i want my i would love to have a little escape place to be able to sit that are kind of somewhat open i could sit with a friend and have a glass of wine and not have to deal with my family and stuff sometimes
2: too. i hear you that, yeah that we sounds all,
1: awesome we are creative she shed.
2: i love it yeah we all need that 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 space that's just kind of ours and gavin was you know said you know he said it you know he he wanted that space for him and he he embodies what all of us want which is sometimes we just need that little place to be contemplative and and meditate a little bit and just kind of get away from all the noise around us. Uh, And then lastly, you know, in one word, how would you describe Make a Wish? And that's exactly what we're hoping to give our families is a lot of hope during a very difficult time that they're going through. And, you know, and our, and our thanks to Shannon, thank you so much for sharing your experience as a Wish mom and, and also board director throughout your, this Make a Wish journey, which is just continuing every 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 few months, you're adding a new chapter because of all the amazing work that you're doing to help support our chapter and um, in getting us to the next level, the next step, and to the next challenge, and getting us through all those things as a as a board director and as a supporter of Make a Wish. So we can't thank you enough um, on behalf of all of us here at the office at the Wish House. Um, thank you for for chatting with me today and for sharing your your story with us and our listeners who are tuning in and and getting to hear about a really cool wish in in a clubhouse slash man cave, because that's one of those wishes that, again, we are able to grant right now. So, um, but again, there's still a lot of other cool wishes that kids have and their imagination will kind of dictate kind of where we go with those. So it's pretty cool. So thank you, Shannon, for for spending some time with us today. Well, thank
1: you for having me. I'm happy to do
0: it. To our listeners, remember, you can always refer to our show notes for additional information about the topics we discussed today. We also invite you to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast. Let us know how we're doing and any questions you may want us to add to our shooting star segment. Special thanks to the executive producers of the Wish House podcast, Jillian Rodriguez and Sydney Wolf. Shout out to Wish alum Brian Chin for providing us with our Wish House podcast theme music. And finally, from all of us at the Wish House, stay safe
2: and stay healthy.